Well, praise the Lord. You can go ahead and be seated. I'm going to probably, it's more like an exhortation tonight because I have some things in my heart that we'll do here at the close of the service. But how many of you were here on uh, New Year's Eve? You were here. Quite a few of you. Some of you, of course, weren't able to be with us. And it was just a tremendous time in the Lord. Of course, the Word was amazing and the Spirit of God moving in our midst just was so encouraging. And the next day, you know, as I was waiting on the Lord and praying in the Spirit, I woke up with this phrase in my heart, jumpstart your new year. Jumpstart your new year. And I began to think about what it means to jumpstart. And I think most of you realize what, what it means. It means to get a charge. And maybe you've had the unfortunate experience of having your car battery be dead. Anybody ever experienced that? And you had to call someone up, AAA, or you had to get a neighbor or your other car. And what did you have to do? You had to get jumper cables on it, right, to get it charged. Now, there's many reasons why a car battery can get drained or be dead. If you lived in the Midwest, sometimes it's just flat, too cold outside. And the battery fluid in the car just freezes, and you got to get something to get it warmed up. Or perhaps, you know, the battery is just dead. It's on its last leg and, and it's dead. But the most common reason that a battery is drained is because we have done something that we shouldn't have done. We left the car lights on. Maybe we've left a door open and the interior light was on. Or, you know, this was something that happens to you. Turn, you think you turned the key off. We won't name names, but somebody did that once. Think you turned the key off. And you left it, I didn't name any names, and you left it in that idle position, and it drains, and it drains the battery. So most of the time when a battery is drained, it is a result of us doing something that caused it to be drained, right? And when that happens, what do you have to do? you got to get some jumper cables, and you got to connect your dead battery to a live battery. You got to connect. Now, I, you know, I grew up in the, on the farm in the country and we live seven miles out in the country. And daddy had, he has three girls and two boys. And before, uh, when all of us learned to drive, he made sure all the girls, all of us, we had to know how to change a tire and we had jumper cables in our car in case we ever were in a situation where we had to change a car, didn't have cell phones, or, you know, somebody was driving by and, and your car was dead, you need to be prepared. So I knew, I used to know how to connect jumper cables. I know the red ones are positive and you've got to put the positive on the positive. Is that right? Is that still the same? The black are negative and they've got to go negative to negative. And that's how you jumper cable. Well, I'll explain it later. <laughs> that's how you charge a battery. A battery has to be connected properly. If you put the negative to the positive, it's not going to do any good. It's got to be connected right for that battery that's drained or dead to get a charge, to get a boost. Well, today, Pastor was talking about some things that can cause us to be drained. Did you know that your spiritual battery can get low? 
Your spiritual battery can get drained. He talked about some of the drains, perhaps, that we face even during the holiday season. And he exhorted us to guard our spirit. Guard our spirit. One of the things he said was from toxic thoughts. Guard our spirit from relationships that drain us. Maybe you are around some relatives. Again, we're not naming names. I'm not pointing any fingers. My relatives are all awesome to be around. But maybe you were around some relatives that are difficult to deal with. And at the holiday gathering, it just seems like it's their mission in life to always point out your past failures and mistakes and to let the entire family in front of everybody rehearse where you've missed it. That can be a drain. That can sap the battery fluid out of your battery. Or perhaps we just came through the holiday season and there's some financial pressure. How are we going to pay these Christmas bills? That can be a drain. Busy schedule. Not getting enough rest. A physical attack. You know, I think it'd be great if Christmas was in the summer because it seems like, you know, in the wintertime, families and different ones get colds and get flu and all of that, and then you get together and you share those boogers. It's not always a blessing. So anyhow, physical attack. The country comes out every once in a while. What can I say? Or another drain is fear and worry about the future. All of these things can drain our batteries. Just flat, no time to spend with the Lord. So tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to just give you some practical things on how to jumpstart our batteries, our spiritual batteries, for the new year. Anybody interested? Well, the first thing that we want to talk about is stay connected. We use the illustration for a battery to get charged. It's got to be properly connected to a live, to a power, powerful battery. And it's the same with our Christian lives. We must stay connected, first of all, to the Lord Jesus. He is our life source. Wonderful scripture over in John chapter 15. I love this entire chapter, but we're just going to highlight all of these tonight. So John 15, we'll just look at verse 5 in the Amplified. (coughs) It says... Of course, this is Jesus talking. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. Anybody discover that? Without the help of the Lord, we can do nothing. Are you thankful for the scripture that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know I can do nothing apart from him, but in him I can do all things. Praise God. But he's exhorting us here. He's telling us we must stay vitally united with him he's the vine we're the branches if a branch isn't vitally united to the vine it's not going to bear any fruit because it's not getting the nourishment it's not getting what it needs to produce the fruit 
Well, I already said it, but you know, when we grew up, when I grew up on the farm, we had a few <coughs> fruit trees. We had a little uh, fruit orchard and uh, mostly apples and some pears, a few things, but mostly apples. And when it got time where these trees were going to produce fruit, they were in the blossoming stage, our parents would tell us, don't climb on the fruit trees. We had 160 acres, lots of big oak trees, all kinds of trees. But you know, kids and their nature, when they're told not to do something, those fruit trees would just call to us, those pretty flowers on there and everything. And we'd climb the fruit trees and we'd hear a crack. Well, what did we do? We'd jump off real quick before the vine, the branch completely broke off from the tree. But then it comes time for there to be fruit on the tree. And my dad would say, well, what's wrong with that branch? Everything else has got a whole load of apples, but that little branch just barely hanging on over there hasn't got any fruit on it. And, of course, my response was always, Ricky did it, because usually he did. And that was an acceptable answer. He always did stuff. But anyhow, most of the time I was right there with him. But if the tree branch was not vitally united and connected No fruit on the apple tree. And that's what Jesus is saying here. You must stay in vital union with me. You want to jumpstart 2016? Make a fresh commitment every day. I'm going to spend time in His presence. And not only am I going to be vitally connected With him, I am going to be vitally connected to like-minded believers. Their source of strength and life and support in numbers, in being connected with people that will agree with you in prayer, that will stand with you in time of crisis. The Holy Spirit had some things to say on New Year's Eve, and I don't even remember all of them, but I know... There was an exhortation about us being part of the body, the local body that he has joined us with. Every one of us need faith buddies. No man is an island. That's why the Bible talks about unity and it talks about agreement and that there's such power in the prayer of agreement. Even on the day of Pentecost, it says when they were in one accord, when they were in unity, the power of God fell. So that's another thing that will help you this year and help me this year to be reminded that we don't want to get off by ourselves. I have nothing against TV preachers or radio preachers or, or, you know, listen to CDs. That's good and that's great. But let me just say this. Every single one of us need a pastor. Every single one of us need a local body. The church is Jesus' idea. He's the head of the church, and he set under shepherds in his body. And you know this scripture really bears this out. Look at over at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, again in the Amplified. <clears throat> Stay connected. Hallelujah. And let us consider and give attentive, continuous care 
to watching over, don't you like this, one another. Studying how we may stir up, stimulate, and incite to love and helpful deeds and noble activities. I like that it says, watch over one another. We're not a giant church. We're a large church. And it's hard for Pastor Mark and I, Pastor Nancy, Pastor Tom, it's hard for our staff to know everybody individually and to know everything that's going on in in everybody's life. But you as a believer, you as a Christian, we are all exhorted to watch over one another. If you know that somebody's going through a different, difficult time, you pray for them. You encourage them. You give them the Word of God. You let us know so we can come into agreement. And then it says here, watching over, studying how we may stir up and stimulate one another. It's important to be around people that are enthusiastic about Jesus. Enthusiasm begets enthusiasm. Just being around people that love Jesus can stir you up, can encourage you, can cause your faith to get a spark, can cause your battery to get a jump start. If I were to ask for a show of hands, I'm sure there's times that you have come to church a little bit discouraged, maybe a little bit down, and just a greeter at the back door, not just, but an anointed greeter at the back door gives you a big smile, God bless you, good to see you today, and you're just like, oh, somebody's glad to see me today. Oh, they're glad I'm here. They're happy I'm here. What is that doing? That's stirring each other up. When the pastor is preaching and somebody's sitting next to you, they're like, Woo, amen. Preach it, brother. Woo, that's the word of God. All of a sudden, your spirit goes, Yeah, that's the word of God. Yeah, that's what Jesus said. Yeah, I believe that too. It's important, amen, to be stirred up, to be encouraged by being around like-minded believers. A man of God said this years, years ago, The first banana to leave the bunch is the first one that gets peeled. So stay connected to the bunch that God has hooked you up with. Amen? Then it goes on down here in verse 25. Not forsaking nor neglecting to assemble together as believers, as is the habit of some people, but admonishing, warning, urging, and encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day approaching. What day is that talking about? The day that is rapidly approaching is the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And folks, we know that the church is going to get more glorious, but the world is going to get darker. 2016, I'm believing it's going to have some awesome things for the church But also in the world, I know it's going to be a challenging uh, year in the world. And so we need more and more to say, okay, I'm not going to forsake the assembly. Just know this, as Christians, uh, some assembly is required. You're part of the body. I'm part of of the body. We're not one of us, the whole body. We need to be assembled together. 
You might think, well, I'm not that important. But you may be the little finger in this local body and we need you. I was late coming in here tonight because I, my fingernail, God bless the lady that did my nails last time. But anyway, left it too long and it just bit back and it started bleeding in the bathroom. Everybody say ouch. So Pastor Nancy's in there trying to help me stop the bleeding, get a band-aid, this, that, and the other. And you know what? I hadn't thought about my little finger all day. I hadn't thought about my finger for days. It's not that important. But when it started bleeding and hurting, all my body was going, Ow! Poor little finger. My little finger's important. Your, whatever your part is in the body is important. Assembly required. Everybody bring your part. Everybody bring your supply. And can I get an amen? That was my first point on staying connected. Another way to jump start your new year, my new year, is to get and to stay full of the Holy Ghost. I'm preaching to the Sunday night crowd. I know most of you in here are filled with the Holy Ghost. Yay, yay. Praise the Lord that you are. But just one dose of the Holy Ghost is not enough for me. We need to have constant infillings and refillings of the Holy Spirit as described over in Ephesians chapter 5. But be being filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Making melody in your heart to the Lord. What happens when we pray in the Holy Spirit? I'm glad you asked. Jude, there's one chapter in Jude Verse 20 again in the Amplified. But you, beloved, build up yourselves. Build yourselves up. Founded on your most holy faith. Make progress. Rise like an edifice. Higher and higher. How is this going to happen? By praying in the Holy Ghost. How many want your spirit man to be fully charged? You want your spirit man to rise higher and higher this year. You want to make progress. Hallelujah. Then pray much in the Holy Ghost. Eliminate the drains. There's places for us to go. Higher and higher. God is not a God of regression. He never takes us backwards and backwards and pulls us down. He is a God of progression. He leads us onward and he calls us upward to him. Hallelujah. So this year there are places that we need to go. And we're not going to get there empty. If you've got a car and you want to go down to L.A., if your gas gauge is on E and your battery is at charge, you're not going to get out of your driveway. We can sit in that car all day long and say, I want to go to L.A. I wished I was in L.A. But if you don't put fuel in the tank and you don't charge the battery, the parked car isn't going anywhere. And it's the same with our spiritual life. He's calling us onward and upward. But our spirit man has to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And our battery has to be charged to get there. Amen? Now, another way that we jumpstart ourselves this year is we get under the anointing. 
exactly what you're doing right now. Get under the anointing. The anointing is this. It is yoke-destroying, burden-removing power of God. Yoke-destroying, burden-removing power of God. The anointing is our divine enabler. It is God's ability coming upon our inability, causing us to get the job done. You and I, as believers, have a performance-enhancing, not drug, a performance-enhancing Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And it's legal. Glory to God. And it will enable us to do what He is calling us to do. So when we're talking about getting under the anointing, just think about what the anointing does. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27 And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off of thy shoulder and his yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Anybody got some burdens that you want to be taken off of your life this year? Anybody got some yokes you want to have destroyed in the name of Jesus? Well, tap into the anointing, the burden removing, the yoke destroying power of God. Now we want to just highlight three ways that the anointing is administered. The first one is the word of God. We're not going to talk a long time about that, but Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says the word of God is quick, it's sharp, it's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword dividing sunder sword and spirit soul and spirit the word is powerful the word is anointed you need healing in your body you can be healed just by saturating the atmosphere of your home your car with the word of god psalms 107 verse 20 he sent his word and healed them and delivered them From their destructions. The word is a container of the life of God. The power of God. The anointing of God. Get saturated. Get soaked with the word of God. Meditate on it. Get it down on the inside. That will jumpstart your spirit. Amen. And then another way that the anointing is administered is through the Holy Spirit, through the oil of the Spirit. Oil in the Bible is symbolic of this Holy Spirit. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, again in the New King James, the last part of that verse says, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. The children of Israel were very familiar with the importance of oil. The oil, the olive oil, had so many natural functions in their everyday life. It was their, it was their source of life. It sustained them. It was for cooking. It was for purification. It was for beautiful, soft skin. It was for medicinal purposes. They used it for everything. And I have a witness on the front row from George the Greek. He does, 
I mean, he cooks everything in olive oil. He taught pastor that he even poaches his eggs in olive oil. I mean, olive oil is life-giving, right? Olive oil is amazing. Look how beautiful all their skin is. It's just amazing. The olive oil family over there. So many functions. But there's also the spiritual side of this oil, this anointing oil. They would take this precious, precious oil and they would pray over it. They would add fragrances to it. And they would use it to set people and things apart. They would pray over this oil and the instructions were given exactly how they were to do it. To anoint all of the instruments used in the temple worship. To anoint the priests. To anoint the kings. And David, he knew something about the power of this anointing oil. I like how he said over in Psalms 92 verse 10. But my horn thou shalt exhort like the horn of a unicorn. Let's say this part with all together. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Everybody say it again. I shall be Say it again. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Say it again. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Any of you ready to be anointed with fresh oil? It will jump start our year. Hallelujah. Perhaps you're in here and you need an oil change. Well, there's fresh oil available in the house tonight. The anointing oil had many purposes. Over in Isaiah, I believe it's Isaiah chapter um, 61, verse 3, that talks about the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The anointing oil in itself doesn't have any value, but it's what it represents. It represents the Holy Spirit. It represents that burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of the living God. In many ways, it could be administered, but the number one way that the anointing oil is administered is through laying on of hands. We're not going to take a lot of time to talk about this one, but this is another way to jumpstart your year. There is a doctrine of laying on the hands, laying on of hands. It is a church doctrine. It is significant and it is important. Even in the Old Testament, Moses laid hands on Joshua and he said through the transmission of me laying hands on you, I impart the wisdom of God into you. We see throughout the New Testament the laying on of hands for strength, the laying on of hands for healing. There's a laying on of hands just for people to be blessed. There's a laying on of hands for people to be refreshed. Now, it is not about a person. It's not about me. It's not about Pastor Mark, but it is about a connection. We're talking about how to jump start your new year, how to make that divine connection with the Lord Jesus Christ, how to make that connection with the anointing. One of the reasons that we have laying on of hands here in this church for people to receive healing, for people to be delivered, whatever the
the case may be, a very important laying on of hands is for people to receive the Holy Spirit as well. And why do we do that? Because it is scriptural. It's not about our hands. It's not about the oil. But it is about people releasing their faith. It's a point of contact. You can see it in the natural, see somebody's hand being laid upon you, and you can say, okay, I'm not seeing their hand. I'm seeing the hand of the Lord right now, and I am receiving from Him everything that I need. Did you come in here tonight needing something? Many of you probably are saying, no, you know, I'm good. I don't need a jump start. My battery is just fine. Well, then maybe you can be a jumper cable for somebody else. If you're all charged up, awesome, that's great. Well, you can pray for somebody else who needs a jump start in their life. So I really had that in my heart tonight. And you know, you don't have to come up if you don't want to, but I'm going to have a few people help me. And we are just going to lay hands on folks. And we're going to anoint you with this great big huge, I'm not going to pour it on you. We asked, we asked George the Greek to bring some oil, and this is what he brought. He must have thought some of you really had some serious issues. He brought like a gallon. (laughs) I was looking. Oh, we have a teeny little one in here. I found this. It might be stinky, though. Yeah, I like just pure olive oil better. So anyhow, as a point of contact tonight, whatever you need. Maybe you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you need wisdom. Could anybody use some wisdom for 2016, some decisions? How about just being refreshed? Maybe your battery's been a little bit drained and, and from being during the holidays and you just want to be refreshed. Whatever your need is, if you will release your faith when hands are laid upon you, not based on me, not based on Pastor Mark, but based on the Word of God, How many of you right now will say, I receive? receive. Lift your hands right now, everybody, and say this. Lord, I receive a fresh anointing. I want my spirit to be jump-started, to be fully charged as I enter 2016. So as an act of faith and a choice of my will... I receive from the anointing tonight. I receive answers. I receive wisdom. I receive strength. I receive healing. I receive refreshing. I'm just going to be blessed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So let's all just stand to our feet.